Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi. Ready? Woo. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Cheers, Lovely. Oh. We can't really clink because we've got cans. Yeah, it's more of a sort of dull thud. So hello, welcome to episode four of series three. How did we get to episode four? We did it really quick. It's because you love series three. (laughs) Yeah. So you just love barrels Me me and all of Twitter. All of Lovejoy Twitter. All of Lovejoy Twitter. It's a new new arm of Twitter, Lovejoy Twitter. The Lovejoy Twitter sphere. (laughs) All ten of you. Should we introduce ourselves? Because, you know, there might be some... One person who didn't know who we are. Doesn't know who we are, and it's just oh maybe the people from uh, the pizza place who are going to listen to this one specific. Oh episode. hello, Spack and Appley, who are still. Well, I was going to say sponsoring this podcast. They're not. They're not we, haven't, really, we haven't. We haven't had a pizza for a while. And, and but we, we will. We will. Yeah, we will. And, and we, from there because it's lush. It is lush. Um, so we do thank pay you. Him, so we're not going to pick him up too oh, much. Oh yeah, 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 They don't actually, point. you know. Anyway, hello, Spack and Appley. <laughs> Uh, buon, buongiorno. 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 Uh, and this is a, you can probably say this in Italian, this is a very good episode to be saying Buongiorno tu spacco Napoli. Yeah, but, si. um, this is Angel Trousers, which I have been intrigued by since we um, looked up what Terry's episodes were. Oh, we yeah. on the, on, they do have good well, names. They've got really good names. Smoky Nose is coming up. And we didn't introduce ourselves. So let's do that. So I'm Helen. Hi. I'm Em, hello. And I'm Paul, hello. And this is Lovejoy Actually. This is Lovejoy Ooh. Actually. We're drinking from cans today. Yeah. Yes. We're not supposed to be drinking in the place where we're recording. So, so we're drinking secrets. cans. A bit like Diane Abbott on the train, drinking yeah. her mojito. Yeah, but we're, we're not quite <laughs> as... Um, I don't know, I've, this is classy. Actually, I've got gin, got gin with rhubarb and ginger. It's very tasty. I recommend it. It's like hipster. Breeze, I can plug hipster, it. Hipster gin. What have you yeah. got, Polly? I've just got... Gin. <laughs> gin and tonic. Just gin. gin. I mean, I've, I've yeah. got Pinot, 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 Pinot,
And not Joyce in bed because he's miserable. Do you know what? This reminded me. I love I keep this. going back to the Judas pair and then realise I'm going back to the book and not the mm. bit that they didn't put in from the book. But it made me think, oh, this is what Polly means. Yeah. He can't get out of bed. Exactly he's had this massive knock of Victoria going, why are you being a massive weirdo? I don't want to go out with you anymore. Goodbye. I'm literally leaving the country. And he's in bed and he, Eric and Tinker come round. They're trying to chivvy him along. Cajole him in a kind of nice, fun sort of way. Or they like to suggest going to the mega antiques fair, which sounds like hell, but you know. And also, I mean, they're not being very kind of... um, Gentle or thoughtful, or I w- they're literally bellowing in his face and ripping the covers off him as he's lying there going, but they're doing I'm very depressed. Jovially, and <laughs> in I think the jolly that's the way, point. They're being. trying to do that sort, sort of jolly and pull yourself together, and again, it's almost like they don't understand. I, I, get, I think they did it well because no one at any point said, You're right, you seem really depressed. Yeah, and it was so obvious <laughs> to me. And the fact that he said, I'm, I'm very depressed. depressed. Well, you did sound very depressed. <laughs> and it was the middle of the day, and he was... Well, it wasn't really the middle of the day, but it was late morning, he was still in bed. Um, and Eric and Tinker were, like, ripping his duvet off him, shouting in his face, and that doesn't work, but it's okay, because they've got Jane as backup. But again, that sort of, to me, summarised how depressed he was, or emphasised how depressed he was, that they sort of, oh, it's all right, we'll bring in our secret weapon, you know, mm. the lady of his, you know... He's the love of his life, yeah. basically. The big she guns. Is, isn't she? We'll bring in the big guns. We'll bring in... They're not, they're not that big. <laughs> <laughs> She's quite well... Uh, oh, um, anyway, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll bring in the big guns. And actually, she can't persuade him. Well, he, well she does what's persuade the, him. What's the one she thing... Really, she makes him. What is the <laughs> one thing that we know that will get Lovejoy up and about? Helping an old lady. Helping somebody... <laughs> else and it happens in this over and And over and over over again again. the the depression thing's interesting though because you're right he does he is lying there begging but he goes oh i'm depressed tink go away but even that he sort of says it in quite a joking way like they are the whole thing is quite jolly and joking and although he says he's depressed he doesn't, you know, he doesn't see, see me. I mean, I know that that's... We're all, yeah, we're all doing the whole commas in yeah, the air. Yeah, the commas in the air thing. But, you know, it, I suppose what I'm trying to say is in the episode, there isn't a kind of big deal made of the fact that he is depressed, really. I mean, yes, they're trying to bring him out of it, mm. but, you know, it's not a kind of central This whole thing. episode, though, and I wonder if this is why, suddenly shows him as being a very sensitive soul. So on the yeah. one hand, we've seen him in earlier episodes constantly running away from guns and you know, doing daft things, th- booze on a mop and all of that. In this episode, he's claustrophobic. Yeah. Like, really claustrophobic. He's really vulnerable. Vulnerable, Lovejoy. Very vulnerable. And and, um, and artistic, but we'll come on and to that. And very artistic and poetic, bit. which yeah. we'll come to in a bit. Poetic, yeah. that's a better word, isn't it? He's so, very poetic. So the aforementioned Vera, who's apparently Lady Jane's old housekeeper, but not the housekeeper that we met. No, not not the fun one. Not the, the sort of so, arsey one. This must be a previous housekeeper. I'm um, sure I've seen her in something else. She's, she's in, very famous. She's in One Foot in the Grave. That's what she's been in. Yeah. She's in and one also, foot in the grave. I meant to look up her character's name in One Foot in the Grave because... I couldn't remember it and I kept wanting to say Mrs. Meldrew and I was like, that is somebody no, that's, else completely. That's, that's the, yeah, the yeah, actual... Yeah. Um, what's her name, Annette? She was just... The, she was the... No, no, she's not. And uh, that's somebody... Oh, sorry, Annette Crosby. Yes, yes not yes, Annette yes. Crosby. It's not Annette Crosby, one. it's the Do- other one. Doreen Mantle. She's the neighbour, isn't she? Yeah. Isn't she? Uh, uh, and she's the one who just... The co- neighbour who isn't Janine Davitsky, who is the other neighbour, who's married <laughs> to Angus Deaton. I love this. I love these tangents. Uh, Welcome, uh, US. Six degrees of separation. 
UK style. Um, I used to love that program. Eric Idle did the theme song. There you go. That's the theme song. But yeah, so and Lady Jane basically persuades Lovejoy because Vera has to go to Portsmouth, and we don't know why she has to go to Portsmouth. And but she has to go to Portsmouth. It'll cheer you up because it's by the seaside. It's the seaside. You go, it's really? Portsmouth. That's not good. Oh. I mean, I've been to Portsmouth. It's not the seaside. Also, also the, the seaside, seaside wouldn't cheer him up. <laughs> the seaside was the He's was just the been venue. jumped at the seaside. Well, I don't think that was the seaside, though, was it? That was... I that's don't like, think... It was it, more similar to Portsmouth. It was more... Yeah. <laughs> Portsmouth. That's like telling me I'm going to take you back to a choir course in Reading in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a scene of heartbreak? It was a know? scene of heartbreak. His name was Gavin. Move on. Oh, <laughs> Gavin, if you're listening. Gavin, you dick. Um, don't play yeah, but basically, obviously, Lady Jane is... He wasn't a dick. He was lovely. He was from Halifax. It's all, it's all very confusing because like, Lady Jane is obviously going to drive Vera to Portsmouth, really, and they go yeah. in Lady Jane's car. So the re- it's like very tenuous. But wide. she wants to sit in the back with him, with her. With her. But she I mean, wants to sit in the back with Vera, but it's purely to give Lovejoy I mean, yeah. a role to play. Yeah, exactly. Because she is. knows that will get him up and about. It's really interesting, actually, that all oh, the things that you know some people go running some people take medication some mm. people like me go running and take medication and Lovejoy basically helps old ladies <laughs> that's quite that's is quite sweet who are though. friends of Jane's who they have to be Jane. friends of Jane's yeah, they yeah. have to be recently bereaved recently well. bereaved yeah they have to be with and, and be embarrassed about needing money further down the and line there's quite a few criteria we're checking off isn't it it's a very niche like if, luckily, if your therapist says what do you normally do when you feel like this well I find an old lady who's spiritually linked to a friend of mine who's been recently bereaved who has some things of doubtful value that she has to sell it's, it's ticking off all those lovejoy bingo we never did lovejoy bingo lovejoy bingo we'll have to create, but we need more of a buy-in from twitter to do lovejoy bingo yeah need you hear me lovejoy twitter we're gonna make we're gonna create some bingo sheets this is really strong gin mm, so as we've adumbrated um yeah vera's brother has recently died Ter- no, I wrote Lawrence Bucknell, but it was Terence Bucknell. It was Terence Bucknell. And he was in the Navy, and so basically when they get to Portsmouth, they it's revealed that they're not there just for... I don't even know what the original excuse is, a jolly trip to Portsmouth. Why you would do that, I don't know. Um, it's to, for Terence's burial at sea. Yeah. Which I didn't know that... I don't know why I didn't know this, but I didn't know that you could do this if you hadn't died on a boat. Only I thought if burials in... at sea were just yeah, for people who died on a be. boat. Anyone can be. <laughs> just like, Although, shove them over the elves. Sorry, mate. Do you need? You probably need permission, do you? I don't I, know anything. Yeah, I do, you must. You can't you just do. dump a body. You, I, I do. You need to have a special coffin because your coffin has to be weighted in order for it to sink and not come up again. You could just bury it in a suit of armour, like, your, <laughs> couldn't you? But not Italian <laughs> armour. But not Italian armour. Not light armour. Yeah. But again, it's like, right, I've got a depressed person here. What should I do? Take them to a funeral. I'll take them to a funeral on a boat. Yeah, I'll take them to the sea, to something that will remind them of exactly where they just were when they had their heart ripped from their chest, torn in half, stamped and spat upon, and then they've gone away and taken to their bed for we don't know how long, but at least days. I'll take them. Back to the harbour. That'll be great. That'll be great. That won't For remind a funeral. Them. That won't remind That's a jolly occasion. At all. It was a bit... Um, Unless she's trying to just put it in perspective. Although it worked. Like, you didn't I mean, die. It, it worked. Mm. It worked. Should we talk about the other lads? I shouldn't call them lads, really, should I? The, oh, the they other were very laddish. Great. The other funeral I girls. loved them. They were brilliant, They were basically they? all te- Terry... Does he call it? Yeah, Terry. He calls himself Terry. Yeah. Terry's um, old, like, Navy comrades who were all basically old sailors who were all pissed 
It was amazing. They were hilarious. How? There was some really good drunk acting. Oh, there really was. Unless they were actually... I mean, you they could know. have been. The acting was that good. Although you wouldn't know your lines. Would I you, want so. to know though how set up, how involved were they in the setup? Because Lady Jane engineered it that he couldn't get off the damn boat. Yeah, because one of the lads, Don, I can't remember what his name I was, can't remember fell what over and he, again. He, he let's fell do some over. We're doing some like inverted commas. Um, getting onto the boat, which meant the love driver was like, "Oh, come on, you old love, let me get you up and on this boat. You don't want to miss your mate's funeral." And so that bit, I thought, I didn't know whether that was a setup. But then when he was actually on the boat, he kept being almost stopped from leaving oh, yeah, and just drunkenly two, getting in the way. There were two and they just kept falling in front of them. Yeah. And they were like, oh, look, the boat's gone. Because initially, the plan, Jane was like, oh, but it's fine. Well, we'll, we'll be a couple of hours at sea. You can just have a nice stroll around Portsmouth and then take us back home. I wonder but if, then basically, yeah, he gets trapped. I wonder if Jane was angling for him to go, all right, I'll come with you. Yeah, and, and that, that didn't that happen. Didn't so work. she was like, fall over, Don. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she tripped him up. We just didn't see. We haven't mentioned this at all, this series, but I would just like to say the mullet is in very fine form. It is. And when he lifted his head out, and realised oh. I'm at sea I was like God look at that hair I know but I mean yeah, it wasn't I mean I, I noted the same but in a sort of manner of disgust because like because <laughs> he is hot he's hot but like then the mullet but oh, at no, the time beautiful hair wouldn't you like no. to run your fingers through no, 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 not the top bit of the mullet the bit behind the ears oh, it's all no. sort of bushy and it's like, oh, a, like, no. a, like a little dog I'd like to like oh, yeah like uncurl a tendril anyway Sky pilot. I didn't have my subtitles on. I didn't. Oh, I couldn't like, be bothered to go back. Basically, um, a vicar or like a yeah. why are they a called minister. a sky because pilot? They, they're the person the that guide you guide up you. to the sky, up to the the person in the sky. Uh, I had never heard that phrase before in my uh. life. So I thought they were saying. We thought that you were in the Air Force, so yeah. why are you here with oh, us in the Navy? Okay. Because you're a sky pilot and not a sea pilot. Not a sea pilot. Oh, okay. What are those, what are they called? Sense. Sky pilots. What, you mean pilots? Yes. <laughs> I was so confused. Oh, but I did, I did feel for Lovejoy ending up on a boat. Because, like, again, Lady Jane, if you engineered that, like, literally, and she the scene it. of his heartbreak was... Literally on a boat, and, he and also then you're seems putting him to on a hate boat. boats. And I couldn't wait. He doesn't out. like boats anyway, exactly. If he's got PTSD from all the boats he's been on, that he's. <laughs> I feel like I do need to remind you too at this point that Lovejoy isn't real. He's not a real man. Um, he's yeah, he's okay. <laughs> but you know, well, I'm I'm they, outraged for the character. You suspended your disbelief. So the character it looks very. Uh, it was very. I know. I was sort of empathising with him because I don't like boats, but for but not. But I wonder if he doesn't like boats because he's claustrophobic. Actually, yeah. you're stuck on a boat. Yeah, you can't get off. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Not because like me, you would just. Spend and he's a free time. spirit, isn't he? He doesn't want to be trapped in anything. Apparently, apart from a relationship with Victoria, which he seemed quite happy to yeah. immediately trap himself in. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interestingly. So there we go, Love is trapped on a boat, and then we leave that because again, we've got the two storylines. But oh, last yes. week, we've got Lovejoy on his boat adventure with Jane and uh, Vera, and then we've got Eric and Tink Aww. back at the ranch. They ha- so they have gone to Kiverton Mega Antiques Fair. Oh, yes, oh, which oh, sounds absolutely <gasps> Oh, it made me laugh so much with the, 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 uh, the glue. The glue. Yeah, so Eric is, glue. Eric is not, he didn't know he was in the market for some glue, but a very oh, sorry, good sorry, salesman sorry, sees um, him coming. Oh, go on. Can I stop you there? Yeah. I mean, you might call it glue. I would call it catalytic polymer <laughs> acrylic resin. That is true. We stand corrected. I'm so sorry. Thank you for taking that note so carefully. It's not glue. It is 
catalytic polymer acrylic resin. What it does, listener, is uh, rearrange the molecules. And the minute the salesman said that, I was like, Eric, no, don't do this. Don't do this. That's not... Rearranging molecules is not a thing that can happen. No. no. Certainly not in 1993 or whenever no. you're looking so at this yeah. quote-unquote glue. So, yeah, he basically gets conned by a guy selling him magic glue for and, 40 quid a tube. And it seemed like such a quick scene. I was like, that was a bit pointless. Was the only point of that scene to make us think that that Eric's a hapless idiot, which is was useful I mean, and did yes. add to that. But I, I was a bit like... Because we immediately then went back. But he did introduce himself. <laughs> it was a very quick... Oh, Eric Catchpole, finance, finance director. director. Yeah, and I love like, that. Oh. So, again, you know what? This is called hubris. Yes. He is asking for this. But also, because I, I was just... I mean, would he really be that taken in? Like, well, I suppose by, the thing yes, is... It's, 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 <laughs> Sorry, it's confusing for us because we're looking at, like, a 36, 37-year-old man being taken in. But if if you think that's about true. it, Eric's like only 20, 20, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, I can I can kind of see this. So then we go back to the boat. You're right, it's a very short scene just to basically humiliate Eric and then we're back on the boat. Back to the boat with Lovejoy, who is depressed and is at a funeral on, on a, a boat. Who <laughs> <laughs> literally said the phrase... I am depressed. Is this <laughs> In case not getting up wasn't obvious enough. Is this when he gets all very poetic, though? Because there was something really beautiful about this, and there was something beautiful about the way it was shot and the way they did the sound. Yeah, it was lovely, but also, who goes to a funeral not prepared? Like, a, a funeral of someone who's very close to you is what I mean here, yeah. and I've only been to a couple. But who would go to a funeral of someone who's very close to you? So in Vera's case, her brother, and not not have something prepared to say and I think maybe she did have something prepared to say but she, she was just like I can't speak I can't That's say it. That's kind of what she said I can't. And then his very best friends are there but for some reason Lovejoy does a eulogy instead. Absolutely yeah. pissed off the tits. Well, he, he they just, are he very reads, drunk. He just reads a poem and he reads the most and again this is that sort of public school educated Lovejoy mm. or grammar well, he, school educated And he Lovejoy. doesn't read it actually does he? He recites yeah, he it. Recites he recites it. it from memory and it's a beautiful poem. Did you ever poem. learn poems by heart at school? Yeah, yes, we I did um, choral verse speaking, which is like being in a choir, but just speaking. So, so I So I know all of like the Gospel of John or something. <laughs> I did. I learned Ozymandias for a poetry comp for a, like a comp speaking competition. Mm. I met a traveller from an antique <laughs> land who said two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand here in the desert near them on the sand half shrunk shattered visage lies his frown and lip and sneer of cold command tells that it's something something or other that yet survive so all, I, all I know from that is things. all I know from that is Ozymandias King of Kings that's the only bit I know I know it's Ozymandias King of Kings look on my works you mighty and, and despair. despair oh I do know that bit actually. nothing besides remains around that colossal wreck boundless and bare the lone the level sands stretch far away beautiful and I missed about two lines in the middle I can't remember <laughs> Helen do you know any poems by heart um <laughs> no, but I did learn them at school, but I don't. I now no longer have. I them. know sonnet one one eight, but I don't think I know it. If I if I, do I know which it? one's that? Uh, let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove. I can do it, listener. I'm just not going to do it now. Do it at the end. The other, the other <laughs> one we did. I, I used to do French just because it's. I mean, there's no no one French in this episode. I'm just <laughs> you didn't need some French. We have a, yeah, a bit of French. Terry. We did Bonjour Terry. We did um, Paul Verlaine 
il pleut dans mon cœur comme il pleut sur la ville oh qu'elle cette longueur qui pénètre mon cœur. So did we, and I had forgotten mm -hmm. about it until that we very moment. Well. Didn't it was on the curriculum? Yeah, it must have been. But our teacher said, here is a poem, I want you to translate it to the best of your abilities yeah. and then I want you all to tell me how it makes you feel and it was one of the best lessons we ever did and oh. then he said do a drawing of the poem and we no, all did a drawing I'd, I'd have oh. fallen down at that point I'd have just drawn some raindrops <laughs> I drew, and a heart I drew raindrops. like a, just a rip off of um, Nighthawks of someone like sat in a cafe that's oh, sad no, I did but I'm not very good at drawing so no, <laughs> it probably wasn't very I good I got to draw you it would be a stick man in a square um, anyway so yeah so basically yeah as we've said what happens is that the moment comes for the, act, the body to be actually committed to the sea I'm and tripped the, over the side tripped over the side and basically yeah no one's prepared to say anything like the sister hasn't I didn't, well she says she hasn't prepared anything she yeah. says I can't speak I can't off the top of my head yeah. and then all the friends are too drunk I think it's what we're meant yeah, to take that they probably I think you're right. he yeah. would Look, say stuff a funeral already this isn't the funeral it's just the committee yeah, of the body so oh. I guess that's the and but, I um, didn't know in that. the time scatter the ashes after yeah, yeah. you know yeah they try and persuade Lovejoy and they, Lovejoy says the only thing that deceased and I have in common is that we both want to get off this boat <laughs> it was good which was a very good line but then like almost immediately segues from that very sort of scornful to this lovely poem and I was just, what I was doing sorry what listeners while they were chatting about their poems that they know because I didn't know any was I was up. trying to look up the poem that he said oh, well I found it written on a blog but it doesn't say anything about where it comes from it's just literally on is some it, random yeah, is it, I found is it from a play me. because he says he said it was from a oh play. I, I I was in plays at school and I always played, I the, played girl. the girls that was it because I'm very I'm very sweet and yeah. sensitive or whatever so we, I'm just going to read it because it's quite short go on farewell poor world I must be gone thou art no home no rest to me I take my ship and travel on till I a better world do see into the ocean where there's rest I go I leave I part with speed the way is long, the end is sweet. Once more, poor world, farewell indeed. In leaving thee, the sea I meet. Pilgrim's farewell to the world. It's so, it's so nice. It's I, I've never really thought about, like, why am I lying? Obviously, I've thought about my entire feet and roll happily, and it will be. But a bit rubbish. Because <laughs> well, I... we'll look forward to it. I know. <laughs> Can't wait for the invite. A, a bit rubbish because I won't be there. Yeah. So that'd be awful. None of this wearing bright colours, by the way. I want everyone in black. Full morning. I want you all very upset for at veils, least a year. Splat veils. Yeah. Period of morning where Howling. we're not sex. Yeah. <laughs> In my memory, hopefully, memory. hopefully we'll be like the irony, the irony, the opposite of what my memory would be. <laughs> you have to have a lot of sex, only wearing black for at least a year. <laughs> hopefully, when this happens, we'll be like eighty or ninety. We won't be that bothered. Hopefully, about no sex. Yeah, well, oh, when when you're scattering my ashes in lavender, don't scatter them there. Thanks. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful poem. I'm definitely going to remember it. I would love to to use it. I, would, I wouldn't love to when use I it. I don't get, want anyone to die. But I would, I'm when have, I get buried at sea, I want it to be there. I'm going to have Joan Byers, not actually Joan Byers, because she'll be long dead by then, but a recording <laughs> of Joan Byers singing Bob Dylan's Forever Young. Oh, that'd be oh. beautiful. Me and my mother-in-law weirdly want the same song, so really? I, I've, lo I've looked out. Um, that I was going to say that Mama Cass song, but it's when she's with the Mamas and the Papas. The one about make your own kind of music. You've got to make your own kind of music. You've got to sing your own special song. Oh. <laughs> Just me. Nope. Well, look at it. Sounds like a lovely song. Even if nobody else sings along. But then, like, Paloma Faith did it on an advert recently, and I was like, don't... I like Paloma Faith, but also that's my funeral song that you're bellowing on an advert. A friend of mine, they just... <laughs> How dare she? 
Do you not know that it was a funeral song? A friend of mine, we sang Sloop John B unaccompanied, and it was about 200 people at this funeral, oh, and wow. everyone just harmonised just God, off the top incredible. of their heads. It was incredible. And somebody so filmed it, and it was everyone just went into parts because oh. everyone was, everyone could sing. So, so yes. Yeah, so, oh, sorry. We had a linguistic point just before the Ooh. committing to the sea, which was when one of them said he was a t- tiffy or a tivy, and I had never heard that before. Oh yeah, and, and it, they were like, "What does that mean?" And he said, "It's an engineer, you idiot." Because he, like, he said, he thought he said divvy. divvy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always just like because in the like armed forces, there's oh, so much like slang and terminology, so it's probably just like an armed forces slang. But actually, it's an interesting point because actually, before this whole episode where yeah, Lovejoy does his lovely poem. They are all getting pissed on Chianti because apparently oh, that was yes. what Terry oh. liked to drink, and and they are talking lots. So this is kind of setting up the story for later because they they're waffling on. I mean, to be honest, they're all really pissed. You can't really understand half of what they're saying, but I kind of figured out that they were saying something about you know in the war, mm. like sinking the Italian navy and all this kind of thing. So it's basically oh, yeah. Italy, so Chianti and Italian and navy. That was where, yeah. So a sort of taste of Italy comes in. Do you know it, this really which is dated? Lovejoy, because you realise now there's not going to be anyone alive yeah. who has those memories anymore. And, and 30 years ago, there obviously still was. Yeah, like when we were kids, it was all like, interview your grandparents oh, about yeah, the war. That was for, for school project. Or whatever. You, and now it's like... Would you like to know my, my favourite war story, which is my in-laws again, who I apparently keep mentioning. So my, my mother-in-law uh, lived in Eastland and she shared a flat, her family shared a flat with another family who they were not related to and did not know, but they were very poor, mm. one bedroom flat. So it was up a couple of flights of stairs, so they didn't have any outside space, didn't have an Anderson shelter. If the air raid siren went off, they all hid under the kitchen table because her mum was like, you're not being evacuated, if we die, we all die together. Good. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Best way to die. my father-in-law, who was also uh, from a poor family, sort of who who'd, who'd emigrated and arrived in the East End, uh, got evacuated to a sweet shop in Scotland. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and that basically sums up my two <laughs> in-laws completely. But I think now, when I think about the war, I want to, or the Second World War, I want to approach it with this sort of reverence and this kind of worry about, but it's not funny, and hello, hello makes me feel weird, and even Dad's Army makes me feel a bit sick sometimes, even though it's brilliant and it's really, really good, and hello, this hello was kind of... Hello, hello is amazing. No, well, is it? <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. Oh, Although, it's so deliberately over the top. I did get trapped in a, in, I'm not kidding you, like a seven page long thread in an internet forum about whether Sam oh what's his name oh the guy the guy Sam, who said look that yes yeah. about whether he said um cluck which or he did plop. or the other one and it wasn't it was cluck yeah because he was just saying Hitler he was, he was just saying, saying the end, end of, of Hitler, Hitler obviously he, he was saying thing. that anyway the internet up in arms about it. We'll don't, we'll, don't. We'll, yeah, we'll get we'll very, yeah, People get very angry on the internet. But that is right. He was saying. I was thought that was. That's what obvious. I thought, and it was only yeah. when I started he reading. Was saying, this. But so yeah, they, it was. It was interesting that this time in the nineties, the war was so much closer. Yeah, really. And it I is. keep saying the war, but I mean the second. We mean war. the second world war for listeners, but for brevity, we will refer to the war. But the it's war. Not, it'll be obvious which war, and we talk about it more because mm. of the people, people do involved. Call it the war, though they mm. do. They do in the war. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then, after the the coffin has been committed to its watery grave, um, they then start to, they start regaling all the drunken navy guys start regaling Lovejoy with this again like confusing drunken Scottish well one of the guys is Scottish so that makes it <laughs> makes it all Scottish story about the war their war experience in Italy and I mean 
I mean, God, what on earth was he saying? I, mean, I had no I, idea. I, had I, th- I felt like, was that deliberate? And that's why yeah, we it's then... It's a mystery. We had a flashback. A flashback! Is that oh, our yes. first flashback? I don't remember there being a flashback had, in any had, other episodes. We had flashbacks when, but when Love Joy came out of prison. more recent flashbacks, And with the flashback not, not going back. Like, oh, yeah, but years. and it was almost like but it was almost like the whole episode was the yeah. flashback. Or he was framing of, it. Yeah. So it had them in the in the in this villa that they'd obviously taken over. In black and white, so you knew it was the war. <laughs> so you knew it was sort of sepia, wasn't it? we didn't get colour in real life <laughs> until, what, the 60s? Because um, he was meant to be part of that group, I guess, that ended up going sort of... Because all the armed forces ended up going up the leg of Italy, didn't they? Yeah. Because I met. Can I go off on a really massive tangent? Yeah. You can, this is Sorry. A, yes, um, when I was about twenty-five, and I went to this church in Belsize Park. This is getting somewhere, I promise. And I met this old guy with a northern accent, and I said, "Oh, like, where are you from?" You know, "Oh, I'm from Bradford." I said, "I'm from Bradford." And we did the whole, "Oh, we're both northerners in a cold, dark world." A and short aside. That's how I got my job. It, it, it is how you got your job. It's exactly how you got your job. But anyway, it turned. He was talking about. I don't know how we even got onto it, but we were talking about. He ended up talking about the war. He did that stereotype old person who in the war. And he'd said he was in Italy during the war and then he was in Palestine, as in it was called mm. Palestine, mm. after the war. I said, oh, my granddad was there. So long story short, the next week I took in this photograph and I said, "I've, you know, I've got this photo because my granddad was there. And he went, oh, yeah, that's me. And he pointed <gasps> to this lad on the end no. of this, this photograph that was like 60 years old. And oh he my knew God. my granddad. My granddad had died. In, my granddad had died Past in the sixties. That's what that is. Past my granddad lives. had died in the sixties, and he told me stuff that even my dad didn't know about my granddad. So my granddad was called Alfred Macwood, and he said, "Oh well, the uh, his mates called him Mac, and oh. they were all the older ones, and the younger ones like him called him Alfie." Oh my. Oh, isn't, that, isn't that the most gorgeous thing? And this just made me cry because it reminded yeah, me because yes. they, that's actually what they were doing. They all yeah, yeah. and there's pictures of them relaxing in this beautiful like yeah. Tuscan landscape because mm. they pootled their way up Italy because Italy had sort of. And some of those men, I guess, would never have normally gone no, abroad or certainly not gone to sort of the Mediterranean. Washington Street in Bradford in a you know it was a slum. It was mm. knocked down. It's like five six years after he came back. Yeah. You know. I just couldn't believe it. This this guy. So there you go. Okay, because I because I was I mean, my um that is actually an amazing story. By the way, that's like I'm just like whoa, Lovely. um that's incredible. But I'm, my history of the war is not that great. But obviously, because Italy did obviously capitulate. Was it 1942? It was a bit like was it 43, 44? Yeah, think. it was towards the end, but much further back than you realise. It wasn't 45. This yeah. is the bit where I'm like, I should have done GCSE history and not. Yeah, so I think they, so like you said, I think this is the point where Mussolini has sort of been defeated or had even, I mean, that's the thing, because he, he switched sides. Not only did he get defeated, he switched sides. I didn't even know that. But he's not oh been, God, he's, that's awful. He's not been strung from a lamppost yet. He's no. still very much alive. So I'm not quite sure what stage this was. I'm afraid my knowledge of the history isn't too great, but you're right, Polly, that's exactly what they did. They kind of like, they're pushing away up Italy, and I guess they're trying to sort of like flush out the Italian. I mean, it's all a bit unclear and said in a drunken Scottish accent. But they go and like sort of what's like to ambush some Italians who are at a villa or to I mean what are they I was unclear just... about who the Italians were because I was like is Mussolini actually there but it was Mussolini's house no, wasn't I don't, it because he steals it was one of, later on that it's one not of, steals. it was one of his retreats wasn't yeah. it his like countryside yeah. retreats that was the idea so they kind of like 
surprise these Italians who kind of do scarper. So this makes me think this is the point where the Italians were kind of on mm. the back foot. Yeah. Um, and basically they just like go, the, they enjoy the villa, they go, they sort of like hang out there. They learn that they love Chianti. A bit like when I lo- learned I loved Roboso. I mean, yeah, I love Chianti. They find mm-hmm. a wine cellar and, and, they, and they, there's a, a bust of Mussolini at the villa and in their merriment they knock the nose I mean, off the... Uh, oh, I wish I'd been videoing you doing that. That was really cool. Knocks the nose off. Yeah. The nose. I, it's, um, we went to Sofia a while ago. <laughs> we went to this bizarre museum, which is the Museum of Soviet Art. And it's oh. basically just somebody's back garden where they've rescued all of the communist statues so that they didn't wow. get destroyed. It is wow. I'll put some pictures on, if you remind me, I'll put some yeah. pictures on the, on the Twitter. Um, and it, but it's basically it's basically just endless statues of Lenin. It's like <laughs> Lenin looking thoughtful, Lenin looking determined, Lenin looking a little bit constipated. It's just <laughs> Lenin. And then every now and then you get like Che Guevara or Stalin, and Lenin again, you know. And then oh, the workers, Lenin, you know, the glorious women of the revolution, Lenin. And it's absolutely. Did fabulous. they all have their noses? They, as far as I know, they all had their noses, but they're just endless statues in in this garden on the outskirts of Sofia. It's amazing. I'll dig it out. You, everyone should go there. It's wonderful. And we're going to talk about a local museum soon, aren't we, in this episode? So We are indeed. Will it be as as good as that Oh my God, so much bloody well happened in this episode. There is so much in this episode. Oh, it's going to take us forever. Sorry, Em, we have to edit all this. So yeah, so so we learned that they had this like skirmish in the war. And then back to sort of present day, basically, as so getting to the point we of it. We finally get to, to the whole. Vera wants Lovejoy to sell her brothers. Like, so there's some medals, there's his bits of his uniform, bits his of flag, flag, and this flag. Bit of, and this little bit of rock. And yeah, and, and a um, weird random weird bit, of, little sort bit of, plaster, of stone. Or yeah. plaster. But it's not plaster, is it? Actually, it can't be. It is stone. And, and she even says, she's like, oh, I know that the submarine. <laughs> I know that the Submarine Museum in Gosport would love to have these. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there a Submarine Museum in Gosport? Did anyone check? No. I only watched the episode today. I, I didn't check. I'm going to check. I did go to a, I did visit a submarine in Paris. There's a submarine at Le Cité de Sciences. Oh. I was quite interested in this, though, because I thought when she said this, she's like, oh, I'd like to give them to the Submarine Museum, but I need the money. I need to sell them. Again, typical thing that yes, in the, the in, bereaved in, elderly lady is, is embarrassed at needing money. But I thought, well, hang on. And as we learn later on, this is right. Yeah. Wouldn't the museum pay you? Yes, I'd written and would that would she, did, would she have enough knowledge to know that the museum might pay you, but they not might not pay you as much as someone else, but they still give you money? They will, they will still give you a bit yeah, something. Yeah, so I, I was a bit like, well... Anyway, it's fine, because, I mean, as it turns out, obviously, maybe she did know that she would get more money by selling them privately. Yeah. But anyway, so she... There wants... is a submarine museum in Gosport. Oh, wow! So it's a real place! Oh. The Royal Navy Submarine Museum in Gosport. No way! Yes. Right, yes. that's on our road trip. And it looks amazing. Oh, we should go. Well, we know it looks amazing. We've just seen it. <laughs> you can go on to. It's the HMS Alliance. We know you can go on to a submarine. We'll come on to that in a no, minute. No, but you can actually, as in it's real, it wasn't... Uh... Uh. Oh, I love it. We're going. We're going. There's business. a picture of it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Oh, well, I can wait, but we'll come on to that later on. I'm okay. you're, not, you're not getting me in there. <laughs> I was going to say, Paul, oh, well, I'll, not I'll, going I'll, in I'll go. I'll go in for all of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically, yeah, so we that we get on to that. So, love to us. Like, okay, like, all right, love, I'll sell them for you. Then we go back to, after extended absence, back to Eric and Tink. Oh, yes. Oh. Where, we, where basically Eric figures out that he's been had with his... Well, he doesn't figure it out. Tink basically tells, tells him, him, you're an you absolute idiot. idiot. Why did you do that? He says that it's stuff that the gas board used to, like, fix pipes Gas board I mean, it'll probably work, but not yeah, for but a not tenor for long. or whatever it was. And so not, oh, you've been had by Ted the Polish. <laughs> Ted, Ted the, the Polish. Polish, I love that. 
<laughs> selling his selling his brother-in-law's um gas board ceiling. <laughs> but more importantly, because this is the only thing I've recorded from this scene, Eric in a hat. Did anyone oh, yes. see that? Was it just me? I was very excited. Mm, I didn't. I haven't written it down. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't noteworthy. Yes, it was. So Eric wears a hat, and then Lovejoy comes back. <laughs> Lovejoy comes back from Portsmouth and walks in and goes, "Is that? Can I smell gas board joint ceiling?" Oh, yes, which is quite poor funny. Eric. And he's and he's like, "Oh, did you get taken for a fiver?" And Eric's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah something, something like, like that." Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is when he says he's finance director yeah. after that embarrassing incident. Because Harry's with them, isn't he? That's like so Harry Mackey, who is one of the drunken sailors. But is he with them? I can't remember. He is, isn't he? Yeah, and they, they've got the I box of... Is, um, is that Harry's... where Eric gets the hat from, maybe? Because it's a, like a proper... Yeah, so they've got the box. Of, they go, basically, hat. they go through the box and they basically look at um, Terry's medals. And actually, it's a really impressive collection. They're worth oh, quite yeah. a bit. Because mm. um, he's got an OBE. He's got all the, I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs of... But, you know, basically, he's got an impressive collection of medals yes. for his service and gallantry and the bit of stone which obviously at this point we recognise as being Mussolini's nose because we've seen the flashback we've seen the flashback but obviously Lovejoy Eric and Tinker haven't in been head. in his head so they have not yeah, seen yeah but the I mean the, I guess he told them about the nose thing but anyway I mean, they, they don't realise it just look nasal nasal <laughs> <laughs> as stones go it's a pretty nasal it stone has a nasal bent <laughs> um Anyway, oh. so yes, the medals are worth thousands, and like Tink obviously knows all about them because of his military background, and he's quite sort of immense, the fact that they're going to mm. be reduced to money. But you know, then we remind Vera, Vera needs the money, and she, poor old, you know, yeah, elderly lady. Stone courage reduced to hard. Yeah, exactly. she says at one point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and so then, obviously, Lovejoy has a connection. Tony's militaria in oh, London. Oh, and, oh behind uh, Liberties. Yes, it was yeah. behind Liberties. And and you know, obviously, handily, Lady Jane is going down to London. So basically, he asked her she to looks find very out. Very unsure about going to Tony's military. When he says, "Oh, you know," he says, "Nazi memorabilia." Yeah, yeah, she, quite, quite rightly, she's like, "Oh, she, she, okay. she looks a bit perturbed." And he asked her to take a photo, isn't it? It's a photo of Mussolini and an, so, an yeah, Italian it was black shirt. That, an Italian yeah. black shirt. That, we don't know who. It was. What, what was his name? Bucky Bucknell. What was his first name? Oh, Terry. Terence. Um, it was something that he took from the house. Yeah. Um, I, and oh, I, yeah. I wanted to say steal, but he didn't steal it. It's like spoils sort of war. They plundered it. They yeah, but you're allowed to do that in a war, aren't you? I think it's frowned upon. So, I am so English. I think Surely it, you can steal things from other countries think, if think, it's a war. I think it's frowned upon. So yeah, he's got. So that's the thing that she takes, isn't it, to Tony's militaria? This photo is Mussolini and uh, an Italian military person. person. We yeah. don't know who it is with a fetching hat to get a valuation. Oh. Yeah, and then and then oh, this is when. So this oh, is when you, we're you, back. Go back to Lovejoy Antiques. This is when Harry, Harry the drunk Scott, who who is Harry Mackey, he turns up and he informs them that he used to be a very successful burglar. Well, this is setting it up quite well for the viewer, though, because they look at the safe and Harry goes, oh, anyone could get into that safe. How do you know? Oh, I used to be a very successful mm. burglar. And, then, and I get the feeling this is the thing that I loved about this episode and the thing that Helen hated yeah. about this episode. What, the deliberate setups that were then <laughs> yeah. so obviously setups. <laughs> yeah. I think we've been doing this for long enough now that I'm like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> and then Tony. So Tony of Tony's military, who we also he's find out dodgy, is Italian, he's, he's second dodgy. generation. Also, can we have a moment for his moustache? And also, <laughs> which was very. Oh, I just felt his moustache was very moustache twenty seventeen modern. 
Like it didn't jar. It didn't look really These weird. Come he back had this into kind fashion. of yeah. I think that was it. And I, he I certainly would have been thinking, a hipster if he was in it. He was, totally yeah, such he a was hipster quite a hipster thing. actually. But did his whole his whole um, style was quite hipster, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a reasonably high waisted trouser. He didn't have uh, what they called those braces. He didn't have braces, but. Um, He's, yeah. he's dodgy as though, isn't he? And again, he's, it's a bit of a stereotype. And that um, thing that he says to Jane, so Jane's holding this kind of... Whip? Wait, it's, it's like, what they're called? They're not whips. Crop? Those, crop, that's it. Oh, that was so funny. And he suggests to her that she might want to buy it if she's trade. And yeah, she's £20 like, is your trade. And, and she's, she's like, not that kind of she's trade. She's rather more discerning, perhaps. She, I think she slightly misunderstands him. As I don't know what he is insinuating because yes. he's literally going, Oh, well, if you know Lovejoy, then it's antiques. And that but is again, antique. this is you have it. And she's like, Are you saying that I'm a dominatrix? Because I'm not. Again, this is where we get another peek behind the scenes, though, because Lady Jane poodles off and he picks up the phone and, and does his whole, uh, mm. Hello, it is a Donny in a London. I'm a Londra. Yeah, I will, I will say, yeah, I can't speak Italian, but I understood every single word yeah. in this scene, even though part of it was set in Italy with Italian. Yeah, I mean, it was very, yeah. And it, I, I did think, I was like, I wrote, I wrote, Terry, as in Terry Hodgkinson, not the deceased Terry of the episode, has to get the other languages in. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we already had like, Italian with, I've with done the, French. Terry, though? I'm sure we've had a bit of it. Oh, is it yeah, there was maybe. the Spanish, but that a was somebody else's episode. I'm sure we've had some Italian already. Probably. But uh, we, we all love. We all love a bit of so Italian. So basically, yeah, he phones he phones Italy to speak to Angelo. And we Angelo. don't but we don't know what he wants to speak to. He's like, oh, I must speak to Angelo. And we know it must be about the picture. Yeah. It must be about the photograph. Yeah. And it makes sense so because the photo is from Italy. He mm. phones Italy. He's Italian. I mean, it's it got kind of, Italians in it. Yeah. There's a there's a guy who's clearly like in a studio in East London somewhere <laughs> sat in the right. We need to do an Italian restaurant. We'll have pink table cloths. Yeah. We'll have you know well, lots it, of noise. It'll and be really really on. loud. But, but every Italian restaurant I've ever been to is like that. I mean, it is actually quite. But I think we're quite loud. If I do a quite DNA, loud. <laughs> if I do a DNA test, you know, on these like Ancestry.com or MyHeritage, which I have not done, and I'm desperate to do it but I don't want to do it because I know really in my heart of hearts what my heritage is but I secretly believe that I have Italian in there or some sort of Mediterranean I'm very loud I like waving my hands around I love wine you know all the signs that, there that is... all the signs all the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, your face <laughs> so so yes we've got do- so so now we've got a dodgy Italian in the mix Angelo and then... Si, si, Angelo, and, Angelo. And then we go, very excitingly, as hopefully we will one day, to the Submarine Museum in Gosport. Oh! <laughs> Harry, oh, did Harry. want to give him a cuddle? Yeah. Just me? What, the, man, Harry. Who, the man who ran the museum? No, I know. Who? Love, 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 You always want to give him a cuddle. I mean, that's not I even know. news. So yeah, they go to the museum. Harry's <laughs> so disparaging. So Harry, Lovejoy, and Eric go, and Harry is very excited about the museum and, and all the memorabilia. And he's like, "Oh, Terry stuff should be." He really yeah, believes that Terry stuff. Yeah, medals in the museum. That's where yeah, they should. Yeah. Be. That's where they should be. And then the museum director comes on with his eye patch and his tin leg. Oh. <laughs> Do you think they had like someone <laughs> off camera bashing a tin when he bashed his leg? Because I don't think they did hire an actor with an actual prosthetic leg. 
Maybe he just had, certainly like, not one that would have made that noise. Maybe he just had tin over his actual leg. Actual leg, yeah. Um, okay, you didn't think of oh, that. That'd be good acting, wouldn't it? If I was an actor, I'd be like, no, get someone off off stage to bash a tin. I wouldn't put a bit of tin around my leg. I'd, oh. I'd find you that very get, distracting. You could just get Adam Hills to do it now. He's got um. <laughs> um, there's a edible Christmas cake. Oh, that was really. I still have. When did I get married? Two thousand and seven. I still have the bottom tier of my wedding cake. Are you ever going to eat it? I didn't have any well, of my wedding Well, you were meant cake. to eat it. It all went. I didn't have any bloody wedding Well, cake. I had two weddings, so that's why. Um, not at the same time. You meant to have it You meant to have it for the christening, but um, my husband's a humanist, so that's not a thing that's going to ever happen. And so we should have had like a naming ceremony or something, but we're quite disorganised, we didn't do it. And then we both kind of forgot about it, and it's just on top of a cupboard in our kitchen. But, I mean, it must be fine, because it's never been cut. So it's the marzipan and the sugar is that, and is the that, alcohol. Is that, how, is that Would science? you eat it? I well, the museum director says the Christmas oh, well, it cake must is be edible. True, then then it must must put it true. in the freezer. It depends how it's much it depends how much booze you've put in it. I didn't. Well, I didn't make it, but I'm assuming there's a significant. I had chocolate cake booze. for my wedding. I had cake that I really wanted, and I didn't get any. Oh, gutting! But that's why it all went. <sighs> but my wedding, yeah, I just asked my friends to make cake, so people make cake, and then we just put it in a big pile. My wedding in London, and then my marriage blessing in Yorkshire turned accidentally into a full-blown wedding, which me and my husband had not been appraised of before the point and we oh. turned up and it was all very embarrassing uh, but there was a real wedding cake but not enough guests to eat it all uh, which is why the bottom tier remains on top of my kitchen cupboard well that's a beautiful story anyway I, so, I put in brackets I still have my wedding cake but I didn't know I was going to talk about it for that long basically <laughs> basically they're all set to sell it for the museum but Lovejoy uh, can do can do better is that kind of how it goes yeah so he basically loved had an offer for the medals already from some you know part we don't know who for four and a half thousand and the museum director's like well we we just don't we're a, we're a little museum there's we, a really sad line here where they say more of our history is in private collections than on display yeah, yeah and he said we can, o- we can only offer you like two two and a half grand so yeah basically loved has to sort of take that info back to vera but i mean yeah it's uh bit sad but then but then we go to this we get go to go to the submarine which apparently you can do in real yeah. life we'll we've got to do it apart from polly can't but do can it can you put no i'm all right with it i'm claustro- I'm, I'm not claustrophobic it's one of the few things that isn't wrong with me have you been so eric but i don't fancy it that said but is it eric lovejoy and harry go on to yeah. the submarine and it's a real submarine and it's it's kind of a, a recreation it, yeah. in gosport if you're near gosport please go along report back have either of you two been on hms belfast yes no did you find it? Did you find it utterly horrifying? It's one of the worst experiences of my entire life. It was so scary. I couldn't work out my way from one bit to the other bit. Oh yeah, it's it a was bit. incredibly enclosed. I just spent the entire time thinking it's less God, enclosed really than the Caroline sick. in Belfast. Oh, I hated it. No. These things wouldn't bother. I, I quite like a confined. Well, space. I don't mind confined space. I, I thought that I would be okay because I was like, yes, it's a boat, and I don't massively like big boats like ferries and stuff but it's not moving anywhere it's literally just on the Thames it might move up and down a small amount but it's not like in a storm it's not like in the middle of the North Sea and uh and it was just dreadful I I remember just and when I saw Eric and Lovejoy and Harry going around this boat and Harry kind of laughing at them going 
Oh, you, you guys imagine seventy men in here. Yeah. Oh, yes, we did. We should mention because Harry is a submariner. We haven't actually mentioned that, but that's he. That was his thing, wasn't yeah. it? Like the others were in the name, sort of. There's, um, there's a lot of like. So talking, he makes a lot of comments about the fact that he do, he doesn't really enjoy. It. I mean, why he goes in there in the first place, I'm not quite sure. It's true. He says he says I can't stand confined spaces. Even my cars are convertible. <laughs> yeah. And they also said it's like a coffin with the handles on the inside. Oh, that actually mm. sent shivers down your spine. Oh. So but basically, what we learned is. He's a bit claustrophobic. Yeah. In conclusion. And they're sort of stumbling around this place, Harry moving very easily and swiftly, despite the fact he's an ancient drunk. And Eric and Lovejoy, one of whom's supposed to be 20, who cannot manage to move through any of this space. Well, that, yeah. Yeah, Eric grabs a handle to steady himself and, of course, sets off some crazy alarm because what's Eric if not a hapless idiot? Oh. But do, and what was it saying? Because I thought it sounded like it was saying, prepare to die. Yeah. Prepare to die. Oh, no, but I think it must have been prepare saying, prepare to, to die. Dive. <laughs> yes. But maybe you were more worried about it than you thought you were. Yeah. It's like, it sounds like it's saying, prepare to die, but it must be prepare to die. And there's lots of, like, just a red light flashing on and off. So you see like, a bit, rah, rah, and then you don't rah. see a bit, and that horrible noise, yeah, it was oh, yeah. really like... Oh. That flashing then, those sort of orangey lights. Then obviously they scarper off them somewhere. And I'm watching it going, well, but they're in a museum, it's it's not going to dive. And then the museum director, or whoever it is, or Harry says, Harry says, oh, it's just the sound effects that we do for the visitors. And they do that at the National Mining Museum, just outside Wakefield. They do. They have sound effects, you're right? You're absolutely right. So you're uh, in the mine. Then we segue to seeing at the airport and we see Angelo Angelo arriving arriving in the UK that's what my granny would say well that looks ominous We don't know why he's come to the UK, but obviously, presumably, it's whatever um, Tony has sent him. And at this point, I wrote these episodes this is over halfway through the episode. Mm, at this yeah. point, these episodes take a while to get going because, like, you know, we've got this whole subplot with like this guy. I, mean, I thought it was quite good fun. I mean, you could have done with it with a bit longer, but it, it did tell us a lot about Lovejoy, and you got him. You realise how easily he ended up getting on with the old man, and the, I, I don't know. I quite like this one. But then there's just a random woman driving very erratically and talking into a mobile phone. Oh, and then she becomes she a huge part of the episode. Her. So Again, over mean. halfway through. Yeah. So I looked her up because she looked so familiar, but she had not been in anything it's just that she, I could play. She was she, but she was playing a type, and she was playing that kind of early 90s Businesswoman. I thought awful, she was great. Loud. She she, was... she is my favourite person I've written. So we should be talking about my... Fiona. Yeah, Fiona. Fiona. Jeremy Prince's PA, and Jeremy Prince is a famous fashion photographer. Yeah, in case you didn't know this, no. Jeremy says, Prince is very big. In he the can't come in himself. He's got a mega yogurt shoot on. <laughs> mega yogurt shoot is my favourite. Mega yogurt, yogurt shoot was my favourite line. That's the time, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it's got to be mega young. But shoot, that yeah. comes in a little bit later on because what's happened at Felsham? Is it Hall Grange? Yeah, Manor Hall. Hall. <laughs> Jane turns up because the burglar alarm's going off. There's a policeman there. I don't know whether this is my 2019 sensibilities, but then she just goes in the house with the policeman, and I'm like, "What's he doing? You don't know he's a real policeman. You literally just got abducted and thrown in the back of a horse box." Why don't you just ring the station oh, and check? That didn't occur to me. That he is actually please don't because because that she bit with the safe him. where Harry had looked at the safe and said that the safe was dodgy and we know Harry's a burglar. Obviously, I'm a very judgmental person, listener. That I was fully prepared for peril at this point. Oh yes. Um, and her going into the house with the police, and I was like, no, no, Harry's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna 
not murder you. But it's that definitely would have been a very Lovejoy thing to happen. Kidnap really you and like, hold you for ransom for these medals. Kind of... But then it turns out actually the burglar alarm was going off and the policeman is really a policeman. But so actually, I felt do a bit we ever silly. find out what's going on at Falsham Hall there? Well, it was a trick, I think. I'll mention it later. Okay. Yeah. But so so before but before we go to um to Felsham Hall, just so basically the reason that Fiona Jeremy Prince is Pierre, we should probably say it turned up, is that Jeremy Prince, as well as being a world famous fashion photographer who does make <laughs> yogurt shoes, I mean, yeah. um, you've made also a, collect, a collector of, I think, specifically naval Me- yeah. memorabilia. Yes, so he's obviously it's very specific. He's heard about his medals and he's on it, so he sent his PA to have a look at the medals because he's interested in buying them. So that's she why she's is there. tenacious. And can as... I say, her mobile phone, quite awesome. advanced. Yeah, it's quite advanced. I thought this and I was like, have I missed? remembered my teenage years because no she's I recognize no, she's that just kind really of really but if yeah. you'd shown it me I would have said oh 96 yes. 97 yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's a flip phone yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't Motorola. have a flip phone until about 2005 yeah I mean I didn't I didn't have any sort of mobile until 1990 December 1999 oh I didn't have one. I definitely didn't have one until about two thousand. But yeah. my boyfriend at university, which was nineteen ninety eight, oh, I dropped out. Listener, don't worry about that. Um, my boyfriend at university had a pager, and you yes, had to everyone ring. Everyone had a pager in nineteen ninety eight. Like ring phone I, I didn't have a bloody pager, but I did have a boyfriend with a pager, which was just as good. I had I had lots of friends with pagers in my sixth form. <laughs> In 1998, <laughs> but I didn't have one. That bit where you got to ring and talk to an actual person and dictate what you had, to, oh, what yes. you wanted to put on the page. It's just, it alone. seems crazy now. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, anyway. so we meet Fiona, and then we go. As you said, we go to Felton Hall to sort of. Um, Jane's on her own. Obviously, the they, the policeman and her investigate. There's, they, it looks oh, like yes. someone's tried to break into the window downstairs, Lou, but no one has got in so it's all fine he checks it out but we learn that Jane's on her own because predictably oh is he in Hong Kong Alex is in Hong Kong oh is he is he now Hong Kong or Hong Kong or Huddersfield which one (laughs) which one is it Um, so basically yeah and then we go back to Fiona and I mean basically she is obnoxious like she says things like you know oh well she's very assertive if Jeremy wants Buckles medals he will have them I don't think I'm making myself clear. Let me put this another way. If Jeremy, but it was oh, it was so or Jeremy yeah. Prince, wasn't it? Jeremy She's Prince. assertive, and for some reason, Lovejoy calls her a witch. He says they always need another witch in Macbeth. <laughs> oh, that's quite a good line. Quite harsh. Harsh. It was a good line. It's I'm not. I'm not gonna, awful. I'm they don't not, need another one if they've already got three. Also, I'm not going to lie. I probably will steal that line and use it at some point in the it's future. It's a good line. <laughs> Pretend it was mine. So thanks, Terry. But then Fiona scuttles <laughs> off, and then Jane phones up, and obviously because she's feeling quite perturbed by this burglary incident, and asks, basically doesn't want to be on her own. Completely reasonable. So Lovejoy goes over and. <laughs> but it was such a, like an aristocratic moment. So like, like, are you hungry, love drink? Oh yes, I'll have a cheese and pickle sandwich. He's like, are you sure? There's some cold pheasants in the fridge. <laughs> oh yes, I wrote that cold pheasant. And at this stage, I think this is just another indication of his depression because although he's there to protect her and he's holding a baseball bat, he is also just lying on a sofa eating mm, shit sandwiches and, and watching meerkat. Oh videos. yeah, was, yeah. Well, not videos. They're not videos. I hope they're not videos. And she's he's like, watching oh, a nature program. Isn't this where she says, I've heard from Victoria, do you want to talk about it? And he just says, no. Yeah. Mm. He's not ready, he's in and denial. He, and, and she's like, oh, I'll make up the guest room for you. And he's like, oh, the sofa's fine. Like, he just doesn't really he care. He doesn't care. I, do care. I don't care about myself. Mm. I just, I'm here because you want me to be here, but I mean. Mm. Yeah. And then Fiona turns back up. And I don't really get why she comes back, because then the first time she comes, basically, because we know at this point that 
Lovejoy could get about four and a half grand for the medals, he's already said. And she's offering like three, three and a half, mm. whatever. So, you know, and, and he says no and sends her packing, calls her a witch. But then she comes back. Well, when... I think that's just because Jeremy sent her and said, yes. I don't care if someone's offered more. You go back and you get them. You're my PA. Go and sort it's it out. Where... This is where the mega yoghurt shoot comes. It's <laughs> where they, isn't this where they, they then, this when uh Eric and Tinker selflessly offer <laughs> to go to the mega yogurt to shoot. go to the mega yogurt shoot to actually With the meet Mr. Prince in person because they're so committed to their job. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to see the medals, so they've got to like go to London. Change one letter of that word. <laughs> what does it sound like? Anyway. Actually, that'd be modals, wouldn't it? <laughs> But um, they but they go to the mega yogurt shoot and I love it was just so camp I loved everything about yeah. it we've just had the Met Gala but where camp was the actual theme this, so I was so ready this for this is the loved it misogyny of the week yeah because he makes a comment I mean he's just vile I have actually Jeremy written, Prince is the worst is person who's ever existed I have actually written Jeremy Prince is a <laughs> And I, don't, <laughs> and I don't use that word very I, often. I might bleep that you one. You can bleep yeah. that. Yeah, please bleep but it. But I want to keep it in because I think it's important, so I'll just bleep it. But, she said but, a bad word, listener. But he says, he's, he sort of says to the model, oh, yes, yes, you know, thank you. Where do they get her from? Battersea Dogs Home. And it is the most yeah. awful objectification and, I, and it's vile. And he is he, a, yeah, horrible, I mean, so. he was a terrible... Terrible. He was a horrible, horrible person. So, so we Eric, don't want him to get the medals. We don't want him. So Eric and Tink show him the medals, because that's what they've gone there for. And he offers four and a half grand, which we know is like the top the price that Lovejoy wants. But he won't negotiate with Eric and Tink because they're not Lovejoy. And so basically, he's made this offer, but then it's like, doesn't go any further because, oh, well, you're not Lovejoy, so go away. But he's like, oh, would you, would you like some yoghurt? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the best line. So give them some yoghurt to take away yeah. with them, he and so says. Eric goes... They've been they've just been totally berated by Jeremy Prince. They're like, they're like oh, would you like some yogurt? What? And, and then I think Fiona, said, oh, what flavour would you like? And Eric says, butterscotch, please. <laughs> and Tink's like, why did you say that? Meaning like, why? Why would we not? <laughs> butterscotch. And he says, because I like butterscotch. I That's love so him. cute. So I just, much. Like, oh my I don't... god, that's the best thing anyone's ever said. I, I cannot explain this now how much I love Eric. Oh. I just. Adore butterscotch, him. please. Why do you say that? Because I like butterscotch. See, see. I mean, it's a it's a good enough reason. But then I don't know how I maintain my adoration of Eric because in the next scene, Lovejoy's outfit just takes the freaking cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. I've so really... yeah, so basically, they go back to Lovejoy Antiques to tell Vera about they've gone to see Jeremy Prince. They've had this offer, and they say, look, he has offered four and a half grand, but he's a. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's Tuesday, so we don't think he's worthy to have your brother's medals. But yeah, I, I have to be honest, I didn't know anything about Lodgers. Oh, so you guys I've to written, ooh, a new baseball cap. Yeah, he's got a baseball cap. He's got his converse on. He's got really short shorts on. He's oh, got yeah. sunglasses, but on a lanyard. Is that what they're called when it's glasses? Or is it just a no, chain? No, it's good glasses. Glasses. Chain. chain. There we go. <laughs> but it's not a chain, is it? It's like, it's it's, but it's not a chain, it's like black fabric. A glasses, it's not yeah, a lanyard. A glasses cord. lanyard. Glasses on a cord. That's what it is, a cord. Um, he looks amazing. And then Fiona turns up and she's literally wearing leggings as trousers, which I'm aware that I am doing this. I'm all over leggings as trousers. I wear leggings as trousers. But, I mean, they were serious leggings. Yeah, so Fiona and Jeremy turn up again, because I guess because they're like... I mean, he must really want these medals, and they are beautiful, oh, and they are valuable. I think he genuinely does have... And know, this is this is when he said, I'm a naval medal collector. If they don't belong to me, they belong to the competition. I mean, yeah. you were literally just seeing this as a... He's been incredibly anal about it. Yeah. I have to say, that. so yeah, Fiona and Jeremy turn back up. But also, 
interesting point. I don't know what we think about this. But basically, on a previous visit, Fiona suggested to Eric that he could use some hair gel. Oh, yeah. And then he comes back and says, oh, I see you haven't bothered with the hair gel. And he, Eric claims Aww. that the reason is because he can't get hair gel in Suffolk. And she really No, he says, I mean, around here. Well, around she, and here. And she does say, we're truly in the elephant grass. Like, where yeah, are we? Yeah, yeah. I realise I ruined that impression by saying grass, but... Grass. grass. Hey, no. <laughs> Very much is that, is that really true? Like... Is it true that you couldn't buy hair gel in Suffolk in the early 90s? I, I'm going mean, to say, Surely yeah. early 90s was, like, hair gel central. Like, 80, mm, I mean... Like, yeah, you would, do you yeah, use hair gel for a mullet? I don't know. No. He would look nice with a bit of gel. But yeah, Fiona like, and Jeremy turn up. Anyway, sorry. And they've got to Vera. I mean, oh, they're such a scumbag. Oh, yeah, so he's somehow He somehow got to Vera. Like, we don't know how he's found out who Vera is and where she lives. But he's gone to, he's got her to sign a bill of sale to basically sell him the medals. And he's got the four and a half grand. And then Vera turns up saying, yeah, you know, just, I just have agreed to him. him. I just, I just want, want, just want an she wants the money. I mean, to be fair, she needs Not the money. Not him. It's like she's, she's there with the cash, you know, she just wants At the At this cash. point, she's just like, you know what, yeah. I just, and she's also, she's beaten her down, basically. Mm. And she's gone, you know, fine, whatever. It's a lot of money, you're... You know, yeah. But this is, and then we get into this position that we often get into with Lovejoy, which is suddenly they've got about seven minutes of the episode left <laughs> and massive plot lines that haven't been. Now uh, I don't know whether it's because I was watching this in literally the one hour that I had today to watch it, but I was very glad at this point. Everything sped up really quickly. I was like, well, "Good, I've not got time." She's he's bought the medals. They say. Go in, get them. He goes in. Predictably, somebody's had the safe. Because we already had the foreshadowing of Harry saying, look, I'm a safe breaker. This safe is awful. And so now at this point, I'm like... Oh, I loved Harry. He was this lovely drunk guy. He was. I thought he was on the level. You are so and he's, gullible. He's gone no, back in and he's same. and he's taken the medals. I thought How could he obvious. do this? He, he's well, chiselled off the back of the safe. Um, but it's really bizarre because this like, is part of one of the things I loved about this episode. But I'll, yeah, sorry, go on. No, go on. I wasn't. Somebody has chiselled off the back of the safe. Yeah. Is it Harry? Probably. And they're all arguing amongst themselves about, like, you know, who's to blame and what's happened. And then poor old, they're like, oh, you know, what's... Uh, oh, yes. And oh, then poor old Vera. It was like, very relaxed. What like, about me? What about mm. me? Because she's the one, like, they're her brother's medals that have been stolen. No one's thinking about her. They're all thinking about their own selfish oh, motives yes. of why they yeah. have the medals to be there. And all this, like, ridiculous posturing, like Eric saying to Jeremy Prince, you'll be eating your next meal for a straw and all this ridiculousness. Kind of hot. Oh, um, well, you get well-armed Eric quite a few times in this episode. He's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, uh, Lovejoy, even Lovejoy, who, as we said, normally is quite thoughtful about other people, says, oh, well, that's all right, my insurance will cover it. Yeah. Although he is quite like, well, caring. At least he puts his arm round her and he says, oh, yeah. it'll be all right, dear. Yeah, I'll get you the money. And, and he, yeah, the insurance doesn't get the medals back. But he it. thinks it is about the money because, to yes, be fair, she's be fair. sold them to this guy yeah. who has only wants them so the competition doesn't have them. It's that negative. I want mm. them so somebody else doesn't have mm. them because I've got to beat somebody else and at this point the antiques community that we haven't talked about for ages suddenly come back in full force because they go to see what's her name Xanthi mm. but we also learn as well predictably Lovejoy's insurance has run out so actually oh, yeah. that's not going to be an option they've got to find some other Surprise. way you'd think that the finance director would have noticed that wouldn't you <laughs> but also weirdly I feel so responsible for him I feel so weirdly like they're all arguing with themselves about what's happened but no one says 
no one because like we're thinking I mean well I was thinking because I'm stupid like oh well Harry is clearly the burglar he's told us he's an expert burglar he's told us he can get into that safe you must and, be, it, really, no one, it really no one, shocked me no the bias that I obviously have that I just went straight there yeah, but, but no one says oh well, but oh my god, this then, must be that Harry. He was. Uh, we thought he was our friend, and he's. Like, no one there's then that. no suspense there because they they must have gone. Oh shit, we're running out of time because yeah, they go yeah, there. Yeah, there's yeah. Harry trying to sell the medals. Oh my god, you're trying to sell the medals. They're not. They're those medals. They're my medals. Oh, but Helen's right. They don't reach that conclusion themselves. No, they they don't, have to, to go to Xanthi. Xanthi, who's there, like you know. She's just a, a, another dealer, isn't yeah. she? She's like, yeah, someone tried to sell them to me. He was Scottish and potentially drunk or just weird. <laughs> I don't know. So, and then they find out that he, there's an auction. She, she's, she's, so he's gone to see her to try and sell the medals, some medals, and she's recommended an auction, which is later on. So they go to the auction um, and they find Harry there. So like you say, it's wrapped up like in five mm. seconds. And Harry is selling his own medals it's because, so upsetting. So basically, they think Harry's nicked it's the medals. So he's saying, basically, to, basically, he thinks he'll sell his own medals, make about two grand, give the two grand to Vera, then she can sell oh, them yeah. to the museum. So basically, he's going to make up the shortfall between what the museum. It's so can sweet pay. and sad. And it's really oh. So basically, they're like so Harry's friends with them again. But then obviously he says, well. They say to tell him, well, there's no point because Terry's medals have gone missing anyway. So and he's kind of like, well, I told you to say for shit. Yeah, so I don't think he does sell, he doesn't sell his medals because yeah. he's like, well, there's no point now. Then they go back to base. The and ranch. Then, and then. Honestly, this was, this was amazing. You might have hated this, Helen. And I, I do absolutely get it. hated this. I why do understand. It's amazing. I could see why Helen oh. would hate it. But there's I something it. that happened in this scene <laughs> that honestly gave me the purest moment of joy that I <laughs> and, and I'm not even making this up I went like I went to therapy this morning I had a thing to do this afternoon and then we were coming here I was like I have literally one effing hour to watch this episode oh I'd had an anxiety dream last night I wouldn't have time to watch it I've never had an anxiety dream about doing this before because, it, because I so enjoy it but with this particular one I was like good shoot and then something happens in this scene which I'm sure we're all going to say that made me do the, like this burst of laughter out of my mouth I was like well, which bit this has made it so it's when I think we should say what happens first yeah so an so Italian man, man yeah. appears well we know it's Angelo because oh, we, of course we do. We've met yeah, Angelo yeah. basically Angelo appears and he introduces himself as Angelo Pantalone Angelo Pantalone and nobody in the room can speak Italian apart from Jane Obviously, this is terrifying. He's turned up. He's waving a gun. Oh yeah, he's waving a gun. And he's, you know, he's a big guy. Yeah. And he I has... am Angelo Pantalone. And Jane, because Jane can speak Italian, Italian, goes, um, uh, this is Angel Trousers. Yeah. This Angel is your trousers. But it, I thought it was funny. I thought it was so funny <laughs> because the then, because then Tinker refers to him as Mister Trousers, which I love. And but, you wouldn't like translate a name. I think it's so funny. The, the pacing of it was perfect. And it I, was funny. Like, I thought it was it so was funny. So good. Now I do understand your issue with the rest of the scene. Oh no! I thought it was lovely. But that one particular bit, I was just like. That's the most perfect. That is space. amazingly funny, isn't and it? Especially because the whole episode through us. And she's so you're thinking, earnest. Why is it called Angel Trousers? And she's so and you, earnest and as think, well, isn't she, Jane? She's like, oh, Italian, uh, uh, because she's translating. Or he said, uh, can we? Uh, can mm. we? His name is Mister Angel Trousers. You know. Then uh, and. and and suddenly she's in the protector role, I guess. But like the whole episode through, you're thinking, "There's no angel in this. 
Where are the trousers? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would an wearing angel wear trousers, trousers anyway? They yeah. wear those daft dresses. Yeah. Um, and we find out that so the reason that Angelo is there, well, we don't know there's the reason why he's there, but he tells them that he is um, the son of the protectors of the glorious name of Mussolini. He's... um. Uh, he is like the terrorists in Four Lions, these hapless terrorists who, uh, uh, and and they're based on real life. I saw a story about one of them mm. the other day. One of them like accidentally gives away the uh, in real life. The guy accidentally gave away his location on a mobile phone of this like ISIS training camp. But, yeah. but I mean, this is the part where I I was like, are we more cautious about World War Two now? Because what's that man? Italian, do we think? I he was he doing was a, very it was a very cod Italian, yeah. Well, I'm going to look him up and see while but you're so, having so a So what we learn is that like, he's a figlio del protectore del nome del Mussolini. And um, they, they, they've been looking, the name yeah, and, and they've been looking for Capitan Boconal for like... Probably Bucanal, I think that was the bit that really Bucanal. stuck with me. I was like, stop just, just putting all. random A's and all the, And all the language stuff is quite That's funny. That's not how actually, Italians actually speak. The language stuff is quite funny because, like, Angelo can speak English, but, yeah. you know, so he's speaking English most of the time. But then the odd word is Italian, yeah. so Jane translates it. But then at some point, like, basically, he says stuff in English and he says it in Italian to Jane, and just as if he's, like, translating it for her yeah. because she can't understand <laughs> English. It's quite funny. And then, you know, she corrects him, so he's like... Because he's got the basically, obviously, what sparked the whole thing is Tony had when Tony had the picture of Mussolini and Mysterious Man. Well, it's his dad, isn't it? Which we learn, we learn that it's Angelo's dad, but we didn't know that at the time, and so that's what sparked the whole thing. He's got the photocopy of or facts, I guess, of like the picture, and um, (laughs) think of it being a fact. And he's like, this picture was took. And Jay's like, taken. Taken. He's like, correcting his English. <laughs> it is quite funny. No, he, the actor was called Joseph Long, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, it was Italian. very cool. Well, so basically, yeah, so basically, he's found, so he's got this photo, which, as you say, is Mussolini with mm. Angelo's dad. And basically, I mean, it's all a bit, I guess they're just trying to sort of like restore pride and honour to their countries after the I take it of... back he's an English Italian actor oh he is well, he's also... like his name's Joseph he's so. also been in Doctor Who and the Bill oh, there you haven't, go haven't we all well not us but um there but for the grace and of Agatha Raisin and the Quiche of Death well, that Carry sounds on. amazing <laughs> Silence falls but in, in the studio, which is how I'm referring to the, the studio. studio. The studio. <laughs> studio. But yes, basically, all, all he wants, all Angelo wow. Pantalone wants, is Mussolini's nose. And this is the bit I don't get. So basically, he wants the nose because that was stolen. I think, like I say, he's trying to restore honour and dignity to the Italian nation because obviously they you know, don't have it. Might not be proud of some of the things <laughs> that they did during the war. Sorry. And, um, and, and we learn at this point that he. Angelo Bantaloni had stolen the medals from the safe as collateral. It's like, well, you give me the nose, I'll, I'll give, give you, you back medals the medals. Back. But also, why am I? Was I being really stupid at this point? So, no, so he's got the medals as collateral. That's why they're mm. going to give him the nose. Why does he also offer them five million lira? For the nose, I think it's just because they would have just, so give, yeah. he, he they needs, just given it to him. Though. But he needs the provenance because otherwise, if he doesn't have that provenance of their bill of sale and them saying yes, this is definitely from this statue, he can't really fasten it back onto Mussolini's face and say that's true. I've got a friend who's an architectural stonemason, and so he <laughs> will do like replacement bits for statues. So if it's not the real 
actual yeah. one. Yeah. I think that's probably why he's like, I, let me buy you. I, I, oh, but he's not buying them off. I see your point. I get, it I, is I, I get the baby's nose. Also, yeah. he's, also, he's got the medals. So he could just say, right, if I'll give you back the medals. If mm. you... Because he's got a gun, remember, at this point. Well, is this where the xenophobia comes in? Because then he loses it, he cries, he's basically just a big but, cowardly... Oh, yes, he goes and lovely Lady Jane basically goes to come for him and says, oh, you know, it's all right, Angela. Even though he's been waving a bloody gun at them. So anyway, then we... So basically, yeah, he's offering them five million lira for the nose. How much is five million lira? Which they say is about 2,400 Oh, thank you for writing that down. Um... <laughs> Uh, oh, find... that's handy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, was, I've just yeah. realised. <laughs> isn't it just? Yeah, and then we find out that the gun is a plastic gun, actually. Because all. Eric well, grabs it. Eric, Eric, Eric tries to be the, the big hero. Man. I've written Eric the hero. Because he could have been killed. He's With so a plastic brave. gun, I know, he's isn't so he brave? brave. So but then he's like, this gun is plastic. So basically, they're offering five million, he's offering five million lira, and I think Lovejoy says, well, how much is that? And Tink says, oh, it's about £2,400, very precise. Yes. And then, like, mm, and Harry's like, well, that would make up the shortfall. It's perfect. Between, you know, what the museum can offer and what the medals are really worth. And then, all's well, again, all's as well, usual, well, all's yeah. well, that well. It's just what you need. There's no Chianti. There's Chianti, I know. I actually wrote, not champagne at the end, but Chianti. Sad. So, basically, Bucknell's medals end up in the museum where they truly belonged. And, oh, uh, and and everyone's a winner. Yeah, Apart including, from Eric with his group. including lovely Angelo, who basically goes, "Oh well, you got me." He just he looks a bit sheepish. Yeah. And, he, and he pays he's them for the safe. He's like stolen medals from the safe. He's waved a gun around, Bearing and then he just goes, "All right then, here's here's five million lira and the medals back." Bearing in oh. mind, Eric knew all about safes about what two episodes ago. <laughs> He is now forgotten about safes. Well, he gave up a promising career in security. But he must have retained some of that knowledge. I mean, he's not an idiot. I know he is an idiot. I don't know why I said that. I know he set off the alarm in the... Not the alarm. He set off the thing in the... Yeah, the sound effects. Anyway. So then Fiona turns up to the reception. Oh, I I forgot the end. I did. When Bucknell's medals end up in the museum, they have like a reception sort of, I guess, like, you know... Oh, yes. They were having a a drink. Fiona turns up because she wants to try... She's heard about Harry's medals that he was trying to sell and she wants to, like, inspect them for Jeremy because Jeremy might want to buy them. And he's and she's on the phone to Jeremy, going, "Oh yes, I'm looking at them now. They're, They're on Harry's chest. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. she's literally like, oh, pulling them and oh, looking at she them. She is just fine. And then Harry's like, "Oh, can it's I talk with him?" And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> Bye, and like chucks her mobile in the sea. That was quite good. funny. The thing is, I know it's her job, but I've got a job, and I don't, I, I don't act like a dick while I'm doing it. I do. Often. And, then, <laughs> and then they quaff Chianti, and all is well that ends well. Which I thought was beautiful, it but was. is that the thing that I'm not look at Helen's face? Oh, oh my like, god, boring. I just, I'm really sorry. Ugh. I just was like, what? <laughs> oh, I quite like. I would have quite. Okay, I suppose. Right. So I'll tell you why I didn't like it. Well, there's a few reasons. But because I, I quite, I quite that whole thing at the end was quite interesting. Like the thing about Mussolini, you know, it brought back the, yeah. the flashback mm, yeah, to Miller yeah. and Mussolini. But I would have really, I would have liked it better if that had been threaded a bit more through the episode and not just yes, done in the last I would five actually, minutes. More of that would have been good. Yeah, because I, I liked that. It was really interesting. It was. Why did we only... They like, could have explored that Like, more. literally 20 million things happened in the last five minutes. Nothing... Like, for the first half, nothing happened. And then in the second half, everything happened. I mean, they did push a body yeah. off a boat. Well, that, that, that's all that happened. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I just, oh, you're me, making me like revisit my. Oh, I just think it all for was me. forgiven when he when she said, "Oh, this is Mr. Mr. Trousers." I mean, not for me. It was nothing the best else matters. 
his name is Angel Trousers. It's because when you're in a panic and something mm. frightening is happening, and it's that's, literal translation. That's the time that you're going to say something that is so incredibly stupid. And it is a like it'd be like saying it it's is. like somebody saying my name is. I, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but like when I was at, when I was at school, like at the time we were all a bit obsessed with Antonio Banderas, you know, because he was very mm-hmm. sexy at the time and in Zorro and everything. And, and we used to call him Tony Flags because that's his name. Yeah. That's a literal translation of Antonio. Well, see, Anthony yeah. Flags. So we used to call him Tony Flags. No, Tony Flags. That's <laughs> what it reminded me of. And that is, and that is really funny, you know, because obviously it does sound hilarious when you translate. It was just names. such a point of just. And that was brilliant. It was brilliant. It's been so long. And I did sort of do a little cheer because yeah. I was like, Angel Charles. But it still didn't make up with that. The pacing of the episode just... Yeah, so never quite right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, me. I see and that. I, and well, it just I think... annoyed me a bit. Like, when Angelo turned up, and I knew there were only, like, ten, less than ten minutes ago, and I was like, oh, I, I want there to be more space for this brilliant character of Angelo Pantaloni. <laughs> Angel trousers. <laughs> Angel trousers. But I think, for me as well, maybe because of the specific situation that I was watching it in, when I put it on, I was like, it's fine, I've got time. Definitely got time, can write lots of notes. And even looking at my notes, I've kind of written loads in the first bit. And then I've just yeah. gone, oh, panic, I've got to yeah, get yeah. I've got to get to this other thing, I've got to do whatever. And so I was quite pleased that it started like... I mean, it definitely did whip on a bit, didn't mm. it? That was my main issue with it. So in terms of, like, marks out of ten, mm. I, you know, like, I think if, if this was just, like, taken that second half and, like, spread it out a bit more mm. into the rest of it then I probably would have liked it better. Like, it wasn't the plot. It was just the pacing of it, and it was a bit frustrating to watch. So I think I would give it seven. I did really enjoy it. Was, it. I loved it, although it was so funny, but I'd probably give it 7.5 for the same reason. Oh. I'd like to see more, but I did love it. So I'm kind of teetering between that and an eight because I just found his name is Angel Trousers. I just think so funny. I, it was I can't believe how, how much I've been swayed by this because I don't think I've ever done this before, but I was like... I'm giving this a 9.5. Get it. But I will give you my reasoning because there's some things that I didn't mention. So I liked, there were some scenes where they cut between somebody being on the phone in one scene, somebody being on the phone in another oh, scene. Oh, yes, it was beautiful. I know that's shot. very trite. I know, but it was boring. really. But I like that and I liked that they kept giving me the obvious answers, but they were almost not quite obvious. So I thought the policeman was dodgy. Yeah. And then I totally fell for that Harry thing, which I, in retrospect, was pretty dumb. But, um,. I kind of liked that they were wrong-footing me, but not wrong-footing me so much that I was like, I don't know what's happening. Oh, like yes. In the least oh, yeah, it was really easy to follow, which it, was brilliant. And, but it was really easy to follow, but it still had those bits of like, is it that? Oh, no, it must be this. But that was deliberate as opposed to some of the episodes we've watched that have gone, this is just and unnes- actually, unnecessarily confusing. I think Angelo turning up, if the dialogue hadn't been how it was that I just found so pleasing. It was Maybe I would, I would go brilliant. a bit lower because I'd be like, why are you suddenly here? I think, yeah, I see your point now. Why are you suddenly here in the last, like, two seconds of this programme? But I was so distracted <laughs> by everything, by Jane translating, by Eric being the big man. That scene, it was I so just funny. loved it. Was it. A brilliant it, it went scene. into kind to, of to classical date. comic farce. Yeah. It was a brilliant was scene, great. but I think if there'd been more build up to it, I'd have had more invested. Yeah. Like, I'd known more about who Angelo was and what he might do to them or whatever. Mm. And I'd have been more like, oh, he's here. The denouement is here. But the it, denouement. He just turned up, and I was like, oh. 
Yeah, to, to um, date, that has been my favourite kind of. I might go up to a. I might go up to an eight. But I Can feel I go like up to I've an eight. Yes. Yeah. I'm and gonna go up to an eight because I did love that last scene. Anything else that wasn't perfect. And I think the other reason. And I like Rubble Lovejoy as well. Yeah, I think the other reasons why I'm so yeah. high is because I suddenly saw it all clicked together in my head of like. This is why Polly likes Lovejoy. Because he can't manage, he's in a really bad place, but what does he do? He goes and helps somebody else. And it suddenly was like, oh, I get it now, that's what Polly does. And that's oh, why she you. likes Lovejoy. And he's not trying to be a detective at the minute. Yeah, he didn't, he's, he's not trying, trying to detect we're, we're all anything. That he's not trying yeah, to be. we like that. There's no detecting to be done, really, in this episode. Except a little bit, but with the medals. And I know we said... Uh, immediately solved. Yeah, immediately solved. I know we said earlier on, oh, he's not kind of acting like he's somebody who's very depressed, but actually, if they hadn't have turned up at his house, he would have stayed still be there, wouldn't he? Yeah. And I liked him saying, I'm very depressed! Even though he said it in this kind of flippant yeah. way. I'm the sort of person, if I'm really struggling, will never ever say, oh, I'm having a bad time. You will never find out about it. It will be literally six months later and I'll go, oh yeah, that's why I was so weird then, because I felt really Whereas shit. I'm, I'm <laughs> Opposite, and I'm having to learn, um, I think, yeah. from you of going, Oh no, it's fine to just say, I'm very depressed right now. That's why I'm lying I'm in bed. Leave out a Lovejoy's book. And we'll come around and blow bugle yeah. under your covers. Actually, but you did. You were well, not, not quite for a blow bugle, but you were so nice because last week, so my grandmother died last week, and um, I put a thing up on Instagram mm. saying, uh, It's okay. I, I spend my life telling my students it's okay not to be okay. I am currently not okay, and that's okay. And it's such, it's such a difficult thing to do, and I think nowadays okay we kind now. of... <laughs> Just so you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> part, part of that was all the love joy. One it was assumes. all the love joy. Love, love joy therapy. Joy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, Just like a present. Thank you. Thank you, Terry, for... I've got a present for you. So. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get oh, it out. Nice. Carry, carry on with talking about your antiques of the week. Or so, yeah, well, antiques of the week. My antiques of the week, I think, was, I know it's a bit, a bit um, obvious, but was probably Mussolini's nose. Yes, I was going to say the same thing because there's something just joyous about it. It's like the Sphinx's nose. Cause yeah. Is, you know, there is something classical and funny and hapless and. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. And again, I've no idea, and I should have asked the gentleman that I'm, Jack, who I met. He's, he's died now but I wonder if they kind of looted or took anything my granddad mm. and Jack and, and their whole platoon is that the right yeah, word uh, when they were going through Italy because I bet they did I'm I bet sure they did I mean, you would do wouldn't you like, like, something you know, pretty a these, Bible these or... are people these were guys who had never been out of Yorkshire let alone mm. England who suddenly they were in North Africa and then they went all the way up the leg of Italy and then at the end of the war they were posted to Palestine so they'd gone from going That's nowhere crazy. to going to this you know, so I, I I thought the whole Mussolini's nose and having it in a box of souvenir was actually really believable. And there was something a little bit beautiful, even though they shouldn't have nicked it. There was something really yeah. innocent about it. These yeah. guys thrown into this well, it's, situation. It's, 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 they like, whacked it off by accident. They were like, shit, oh, yeah. so we, well, let's just take yeah. it. You know, it wasn't like a deliberate But also, it's, it's almost like when you, I've got, for, for reasons we don't need to go into this now, I've got part of a table from a cafe it's a long story um and it's just took down behind a bookshelf but it means a lot to me I'm and now just... i'm hoping it's not an antique table <laughs> i don't think it is maybe it is maybe it's maybe one it is, yeah. you can restore it with some um catalytic equipment from the resin <laughs> <laughs> my antique of the week is fiona's uh top that she had that was like almost the, like the flames it was like a black top but it had like a you were all looking at me like that's not a thing. And I know it's a designer top, and I know I should have looked at the designer, but I didn't have time. 
I will find oh, out. Oh, I just, oh, I, will find I just out. disliked her so much I couldn't get past oh, that. Oh, well, I liked her. Well, maybe we should have had a tub of butterscotch, butterscotch yogurt. As oh, well, I wish I brought that, but I, instead, you don't have to eat these. I've brought you these because... I will eat them. Can we eat them? We can, you can eat them, they're sweets, but what are they? Meerkats. A meerkat! Oh, I'm because I'm af- Can I eat it? You can eat it. Because where's, it where's it been? <laughs> It's been, it's been on my friend's table when she said, uh, oh, I've bought sweets for us all. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, I've literally just watched something about somebody watching meerkats. And you've given me a meerkat because I'd written down about 30 minutes before I went to her house. Or half an hour, as most normal people would say. The thing that I've learned this week is if you're a bit depressed, go around your friend's house and watch meerkat videos. Mm. Which I thought was a very good lesson. So lovely. And now we have sugary meerkats to eat. We're sugary eating meerkats. them and they are very tasty. Best kind of meerkat. In case you can't hear us eating them, listen, because I'm sure you can. So we learned anything? That's what I learned. Meerkat videos. Feel like um, shit? Watch some watch meerkats. Watch a meerkat video. Or eat a sugary meerkat. Mm. I'm just getting stuck in my teeth. I don't think I learned anything. You've learned so, why you it, like Lovejoy. Molly yeah. said, I don't think I've learned anything. Um... <laughs> Oh, I'll translate. Trailer. I'll translate. I'll be Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Emma has very kindly come up with a theory as to why I like Lovejoy, but I'm I'm too flattered to make any further comment. I love. But I'm not like that. And also, at 14, I was a dick. So. But also, I think his vulnerability really did come out in this episode. Like mm. it really did, and I know you've mentioned it a lot before. Um, but I think mm. we really saw it here in no, pure, we did. like black we did. and white. So, what's your theory that? Polly is like Lovejoy because when she is feeling unhappy, she will help people. Yeah. Like, I know that if Polly was lying down in bed with the covers over her head going, I'm really depressed, I can't do anything. If I turned up and said, Drive me to Helen's, Helen's in trouble, you have to come. She'd be like, oh, all yeah. right, I'll manage. And she and and just like Lovejoy did, oh, he managed to he get was. to Portsmouth. He didn't want to get on the boat, but then someone was in trouble on the boat. I'm not so sure I'd go on the boat. However depressed I am, I'm not sure I'd go on a boat for someone. I just want to make that... <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm not sure I go to Portsmouth. I've been to Portsmouth. <laughs> oh. Well, we've all been to Portsmouth. What did you like? Not to eat a sugary makeup when you're recording mm. your voice. <laughs> Yum. I don't know what I learned. You learned that you don't like it when pacing isn't right. Yes, I, pref- I like... I she like... learned quite how important this is to her. <laughs> she didn't realise how vehemently... Uh... In favour of... I do like a well-paced drama. Of good yeah, pacing, that's what I like. To an editor's heart. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, that's so it then, isn't it? I loved it. Aww. That was a long one. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. And that's the end of our episode, but we will see you soon. Angelo Pantalone. <laughs> Angelo Pantalone. Say it a few times to yourself and you'll instantly feel happy. Especially um, if you imagine Lady Jane going, uh, Angel trousers. His name is... Angel trousers. Because he actually says, Mi chiamo Angelo Pantalone. She's like, his Angel name trousers. Is Angel trousers. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple anyway, of weeks. Oh, should we mention our oh, so, oh, we should social media? Social you can find us on meets. social media at LovejoyAPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also, um, whatever you do to us on Patreon. <laughs> What's the correct term? Support us. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash LovejoyActually. Um, uh, please interact and oh, and also rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, yes, please. yeah, where, wherever please, you get please, your podcast, please, please. it really makes a massive difference. We need reviews because the more people who review it and who rate it, the higher up it's going to go on various lists and it will appear in other people's 
other people listen to this podcast and uh, we really want to get a little bit more well known we're almost halfway through so yeah, that'd be yeah. nice thank you very much All right. bye, bye.